let's get sounds this You guys good. ready? Yeah. Sounds great. Sounds really great. <laughs> Never been more ready. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Montana Gallery. <laughs> so, you know, in a world, world, the other day, until I get excited about something, like, oh my god! Squealing, squealing girls! It's so cool to get really good at the movie intro voice, you know, like the the inner world thing. Yeah, inner world. Inner world. But just do like really get the good one. Get the good intro. Little boy. You get the good one. That guy died, didn't he? The inner world guy? He did. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he did? He just recently died. A couple years ago. Yeah. Oh, he died? He was a, I don't know. Oh, the guy that actually did the voice. The real. I thought you were talking the about real, the comedian. No. Guy that does the skit on that. Well, you were talking about the comedian that actually died. Okay, okay. Thanks, ev- thanks everybody for uh, being here around this. Uh, what shape table is this? A hexagon? It's a hexagonal. Six sides. Is it six sides? Yep. Okay. Hexagon. You said octagon. Yes. I mean, if you count these subsides, <laughs> this is not a subside. <laughs> it's per- it's, it's round. It has a radius. It's rounded off. That would make it like a. A real artist would make those flat lines. So this is the Montana Gallery podcast hexagon table episode. So we've got we're sitting here with uh, Richie Carter to my left from Kalispell. Ken Yaris, across the way there. Nate Clausen. Hey, Tyler. All three of these guys are from Kalispell. And, of course, uh, Daniel Keyes from California. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm not good at intros. (laughs) Um, Well, I guess I wanted to start out by by talking about, like, why we're here. So, So I guess we'll start out with talking about your show. Yeah. So. And let it flow into whatever yeah, is that what you want to do? You talk about your show. Talk mm-hmm. about uh, we've got these uh, questions that people emailed in. A lot, mm-hmm. a lot of these questions are about like uh, routines, daily routines, that kind of stuff. Okay. that people want to know. Okay, what brushes do you use? What colors do you make roses out of? <laughs> yeah, what do you put in your shades? There's one burning question I've had in my mind. <laughs> what size of brush is that? <laughs> what red is a rose? <laughs> 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 it's getting good, huh? You're getting better at it, Richie. Machine gun. Practicing my machine gun. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yes, right. <laughs> that was a bad one. Damn it! <laughs> I'll, do it. I'll just do it spontaneously. Oh, yeah. That's pretty good. Ding, 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 ding. I can't do that one. Oh, the shells hit the, the ground afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> You'd have Volume's to do it. Off. You'd have to have him yeah. doing it at the same time because yeah. that would be happening. Get ready, Ken. <laughs> okay, so we do happen to be here in Arizona. Um, Ken, will you tell us why we are all sitting around this this table here? What brings us down here to Scottsdale, Arizona? Well, Tyler, thanks for asking that question. <laughs> I'm going to think of a really awkward answer as fast as I can. But, uh, I'm excited to be here. I think we're all excited to be here because of uh, our friend Dan and his show, Opus, is opening at Legacy Gallery in mere hours. 
and being able to come down here and be a part of that with Dan and to witness, I think it's kind of like witnessing a part of history that will be like remembered, I think, and to be there is really, it's worth coming down and it's fun to be down in the sun and hanging out with my buds. We're all, I mean, I think the camaraderie of the table here is a big draw. Yeah. I don't know. You can edit all this stuff, right? Uh, we'll see. I'm hoping to not edit. Sometimes it's really hard for me to know, um, like, if I don't have a really clear picture of, of where I want things to go. Yeah. And, and I'm not right. really well prepared. Right. I don't know. And it's not like I'm doing this all the time, so I kind of fall out of practice. Out of yeah. practice with it, so. How to be a good host. Now I get nervous. Yeah. I, editing, um, I think, would help nervousness go away for me. It's like, yeah, knowing that you can like, I've got good ideas sometimes, but the like general drill that comes out of, yeah. Dan, how are you feeling about your show tonight? Uh, mixed feelings. I'm, I feel more relaxed than I have before because it's been pretty stressful just getting all of the work done and meeting deadlines and there's always some kind of a hang-up you kind of know no matter how prepared you are and how much work you put into it there's there's always something so there were a couple of issues with frames or just the timing of things and then you hang all of the work and you look at it and you realize oh man I should have painted in that little spot or I should have done something different you want to touch it up and do all kinds of things and then the general nervousness of how are people going to how are they really going to feel yeah. when they look at it? And is the gallery happy? Or the collectors happy? Or my friends happy? Um, so that's still there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm, I'm still more relaxed than I have been. And um, I'm looking forward to no longer having to say the word opus. Yeah, which I don't really even know what that is. It's a kind of a flower. No, it's a... <laughs> It's okay, we gotta edit this. Again. <laughs> yeah, I think I, I think I did look it up, but I forgot it already. So it's a, a Greek word. Musical composer. Oh, it's the it's a major work. Did you guys know this? Yeah. Thanks, Have you ever seen Mr. Holland's Opus? Uh-uh. No. Oh yeah. He writes a song for that girl that he almost has an affair with. Yeah. I suppose I should have known that having flown all the way down here for. This show. That's we knew okay. it. Opus actually has a new meaning, and it's Daniel's big show. Yeah. Dictionary. <laughs> it can also I be like a collection of com- compositions, right? It's the same. Huh? It's like a collection of. It's a compilation, or it's like you know, no, it's, no, it's a, a composition. Yes. But the opuses are oh, numbered, okay. right? And and, and, and they're often like numbered. 25. Yes, yeah. they're often numbered. They oh, can yeah. also <laughs> have another title, you know, and then. So a title and an opus number, you know, it, it, but it just basically means a major work, partic- particular to music. And I often am relating painting the, the art part of it to the art part of music, you know, that there's, there are some correlations. And so this is a, when, when you put paintings together, it's a compilation, but I am 
same composition. So all of the paintings together creating a composition like an opus. I described it in the last interview, uh, so the one for um, Fine Art Connoisseur, as like going to a concert and you listen to all of these different songs, each one that holds its own, mm -hmm. but together becomes a concert. So my paintings are my songs, Opus is my concert. Right. My show is my concert. Yep. Okay, so it's... I did read that. Okay, good. But I still didn't know what Opus meant. That's all right. <laughs> uh, many people didn't know what it meant, so you're not alone. Yeah, didn't graduate college. <laughs> uh, so we've done quite a few trips together. Um, let's talk a little bit about, like, why it is that we've that we've come together some of these trips in the past. Um, Dan, why do you like to come out to Montana? What do you uh, like about these, about Ken, Richie, and Nate? Uh, I relate to them on levels that I can't, or in areas that I don't necessarily with other people. Of course, I say this. This may be news to them. <laughs> like, we relate to each other? Well, maybe you don't to me, but I relate to you. Uh, there's, um, I have different groups of people in my life. I'm always a little concerned that worlds are going to collide and <laughs> there's going to be crossover and I'm going to lose my mind and, you know. Like an uh, opening. Right, yeah. Like, please, God, no. Yeah, please. But, um there are different people that play different roles in your life and they fulfill things or they meet specific needs and as of yet i've not found any one person to be the whole or to 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 meet all of those uh needs and so i have different friend groups you're not the only ones i'm sorry uh. but no and but there's something very special about this one um particularly because there's no one that understands you as an artist like another artist. Uh, there's You can spend an hour talking about a particular pigment or a brush or you just, you can't do that. Even if someone is in love with you and wants to know everything about you and is happy to talk with you, you still, and, and they're happy to listen to you go on for an hour about the latest tool that you're using it's still not that sense of them truly understanding you and so I think I, I just have a good time with you guys I, I always am looking forward to the next bit of time and and uh, you're you all are definitely my favorites so I I hope that it continues <laughs> till we're all dead <laughs> Nate, do you remember the first time that you saw uh, Daniel's work? And can you tell us about like when you came down to Red Lodge for the... Yeah, I stumbled upon Dan's work on Facebook. Well, my wife's Facebook, because I didn't have Facebook. <laughs> I'm like, hey. Your wife was following me? Oh. I was like, hey, this guy's pretty good at painting. So I called Ken up. I'm like, hey, Ken, this guy named Daniel Keyes is doing a workshop in Red Lodge. Let's go down there. And I... <laughs> I was just impressed with how good a painter Dan was. I had no idea that 
Dan and Ken had this weird internet history. (laughs) (laughs) And and Ken just wanted to be part of the cool kid group. (laughs) So so we show up in Red Lodge and it's like 8 o'clock at night and we met Dan and they already had this history I had no idea about and they're like <laughs> kind of going at it like arguing about stuff and I don't like confrontation so I'm like what is going on then here? a fight broke out <laughs> Ken beat me up <laughs> so that's how we got down to Red Lodge and we took the workshop <laughs> it was great I learned a lot yeah you memorized the whole thing I memorized thing. the yes. whole weekend or yeah. the whole week he quotes it every time <laughs> I see him Okay, so Ken, tell us about how you first started interacting with Daniel and his work. Well, I mean, that goes way back to those yonder years of the internet where, yeah. It's like 10 years ago. Yeah, yeah, probably longer even. Some of it, I don't know. But the the Dan can pull it up off his Facebook memories and still taunt me with them, apparently. But they, uh, you know, you guys were all hanging out doing painting groups, and you, I think, had talked about coming up to Montana for something. And you're gonna rent a house somewhere, and I was just like brashly, or, or like just—that's not the right word. Like <laughs> ignorantly, like commenting on that stuff that I probably should have had no business commenting. <laughs> like you guys shouldn't get a cabin; you should just get a tent camp. And Dad's like, like real men use their brains. Oh, I, like, I, I remember like, that. Oh, I remember that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's so bad. And just being like, yeah, like, oh. That's done. Like, he wants to kill me, and I've ruined my chances of hanging out with them ever again. Until, I mean, a left time passed that I thought you guys forgot, and then paid for the cool kid fee at the workshop attendance. And I mean, it was a fantastic workshop. I've it was great. Lot, but, but it was also like, well, now we get to hang out together, see how this goes. And we laughed a lot. It was fun. We laughed a lot. That's probably the best part. And we harass each other a lot. I mean, it's yeah. like... <laughs> That's, I have to always, that's like, really the best part. Like, I get ready. I'm hanging out with Dan. Like, <laughs> Gird your loins. Get ready to <laughs> start throwing crap around. Like, <laughs> that's, it's always going to be an exciting time. It has been more than 10 years because it was like 2007, oh 2008. Yeah. Oh, and, and so 11 years, probably. Yeah, Dan, you, you said that you found a... An old post where... From nine years ago, yeah. From nine years ago. Can you describe that? It was me responding to him, and I'm putting this in quotes, poking me. Because Facebook had this feature where you could virtually poke someone. Sort of like that gesture of saying hi with, you know, like, so-and-so poked you. They're saying hi, basically. And... He kept doing that, <laughs> and I would, uh, out of just like, I would feel obligated to respond, so I would poke him back, and I thought this was so stupid, and finally I told, so this, I, I screenshot it, because this memory had come up on Facebook, and it was me saying, hey kid, I had called you a kid, hey kid, I'm really happy to like connect, but I, I think I'm done with this whole poking thing. <laughs> Because I didn't know him, you know, and what I was happy to like comment or have actual conversation because he seemed like a really cool guy and I followed him and, and mm-hmm. would follow his own trips and 
as he went to GCA and all of that, all of that. Mm. Um, okay. So I was very interested, but I just didn't want to be poked all the time. <laughs> I just found out that Facebook does, in fact, still have poking. And I <laughs> yeah. just oh. poke you. Oh, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I think anybody that's listening to this podcast needs to Yeah. Oh, no! <laughs> yeah. Yes. Okay, so, uh, and and then real quick, let's... I, I actually feel like this is important to kind of say how, how it is that we're all connected, how we... Because we're all connected because we all, at different times, kind of came across Daniel's work and were inspired by it and wanted to meet this guy. And, and then it turns out that we're all... That we all enjoy being friends. So, Richie... Um, when do you remember first coming across his work? Yeah. Uh, it must have been sometime in college, so maybe like 2010 or something. But I remember seeing your work in a... Yeah, I didn't know who you were before that, sorry. No, I was surprised oh. that you knew that long ago. Oh, yeah, I, well, I, I saw it in a magazine. In college, jeez. Yeah. It wasn't as long ago as you guys know. But... So yeah, I saw your stuff in a magazine. And I was like, "Wow, this is amazing painting." Then I learned how old you were, and then I wanted to kill you. And <laughs> He's been plotting it, and then sense. I just wrote, you know put it out of my mind for the next few years. But uh, as I got to know Ken and Nate, then they took your workshop the summer before than I had. But then I heard like all of you know the tales, the, of, the tales of this adventure and and how it how funny it was and how you guys bickered and and didn't know if Dan liked you guys after like I, th I think we messed that up. <laughs> <laughs> like I think Nate said well that went well <laughs> and so I I knew that they had become a part of this cool kid club and of course I wanted to be as well so they mentioned your name like a hundred times really oh yeah oh, everything thanks, by the end I was like who the heck is this Richie person because it's Richie this and Richie that oh, oh Richie 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 oh thanks I feel good. Um, so then, yeah, my plan was if he did the workshop again, I'd go take it. So they had kind of gotten to that club, and I already, and I got to, <laughs> I, I like how it's a club. <laughs> I had got to know, know Tyler a little bit, so I, I knew Tyler not, not super well, but as at least going to his gallery knowing, like, okay, I know Tyler, but I'm going to go alone. I didn't have Nate or Ken with me, and I was going to go meet Dan and Forrest, who are legends to me at this point. And I remember coming to Tyler's gallery, and Tyler's off doing something. Or I think you were in the back room framing. But I, I think you were actually... The new gallery, right? Yeah, Billings. the, gallery, yeah. Yeah, the yeah. Billings okay. gallery. And I come in, and I meet Tyler or Dan and Forrest, and it was just like such an awkward interaction. <laughs> like, we were all sizing each other up. <laughs> like, no, nobody really said much of anything. Just, yep, hi. Yep, nice to meet you. We've obviously all heard about each other, but we're all just putting on that, like... I'm a man. <laughs> I'm not intimidated, but I'm terrified right now. And then I took the workshop, and and you know it went from there. And so, man, it's really weird that you actually that you can be intimidated in any way in all of this. Like Why? this is something that everybody cares so much about. Like when somebody comes to a workshop and meets meets Daniel or meets. Oh, I felt intimidated. Oh, you didn't mean Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. I was just... Yeah, I, what is that about art that's kind of like... I think it's anything. Yeah. I mean, I'm just afraid of people in general. Right. I don't mean... <laughs> and that wasn't on an art level. It was just sort of like... It was like, just a human-to-human -human interaction. Especially a young, you know, 
cool guy. Like, right. I guess I'll think he's gonna think I'm not. this big nerd and I'm an <laughs> idiot and he's making a big mistake. <laughs> I mean, this is all going like, I my, want my money head. back. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's that is that that's totally how I. Oh, felt. It's so funny. It's so funny how you. We pretty much all feel the same, but we all try to act like we're yeah, yeah. secure, but yeah, we're all right. super insecure. Exactly. <laughs> I do want to say, because in case you're about to move on, because somehow this has all turned into, how did you meet Dan? Like, where were you? And <laughs> <laughs> Which is fine. But, and I, 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 do, I will take credit for the initial kind of maybe being the reason that catalyst or right that some of us have come together but the glue that has kept us together has been Tyler yeah no. because if it weren't for him and uh, the gallery and then his just I don't think we I don't think any of us would have planned some of these trips or would have made a lot of these things happen or gatherings they wouldn't we wouldn't have we wouldn't yeah, have done that definitely not he's the one that has done that on a consistent basis and so he's the one that has kept us all together which is funny because i'm the most unorganized person <laughs> yeah. Yeah. all of us <laughs> but it's more it's it's not that it's not that it's more so that you you just impress everyone that you want that to happen and mm. so it's almost like because it's like a sense that you expect it to happen, so we wanna, we we want to make that yeah. happen. So, um, I mean, now it's to the point that I hope everyone just enjoys it. Like, we can't wait for the next gathering, but or the next club meeting. <laughs> <laughs> but it really, I I I feel like Tyler has been the one to keep this going yeah. in many ways. Hundred uh, percent. Thanks. Really appreciate that. Um, I I mean, I, I'll take it. I I feel like, I mean, when I think of like the trips that we have put together just in the past couple of years, I think I didn't do any of that. I kind of I kind of like come along and see the opportunity of like, ah, oh, man, I could get everybody's paintings and like, oh, okay, we need to <laughs> like, okay, we need somebody like, needs to perfect. document this stuff and you yeah. know, like I kind of. It's like I see the opportunity and even this trip of like, well, we're all going to be together. We should, let's try to make something yeah. here that, that matters. So I'm maybe more of like a... But I think it's those, <laughs> if, I think it's these projects that create a stronger sense of bond. Right. Oh, so totally. if it weren't for those, Perfect. if it weren't for the gallery projects or this project, that there's a, there's a bonding element that wouldn't exist. Mm -hmm. So that's why it is a little stronger... Right, I think, and that is because of yeah those efforts that you've put in. Yeah, and a lot of that stuff we it's we've just kind of stumbled upon and, and slowly figured out over the years that because when I opened the gallery, I wasn't thinking of any of this kind of stuff, mm -hmm. you know, and yeah. but it's just sort of naturally occurred. The, these trips have sort of naturally occurred, and then realizing, well, now we got all this work, we should you know do a show so. And, and just that's been really cool to, to figure out when you open when you start a business like you don't really know how it's going to work and then mm -hmm. and then yeah know. and had you not start had you not started the gallery I don't know I mean I just don't know that this it would be what it, that this would exist yeah I don't think Dan would have just had a workshop in your place in Montana right 
Montana would not have been on my radar. Right. Right. Now it's and it was it was such a (laughs) it was it the only reason I because I remember the phone call of him asking for saying he's going to start a gallery and could he represent my work and I was like oh man I don't I can't take on a gallery and but I wanted to uh, I just wanted to be a part of what you were doing yeah and so it was it was it was like a sacrifice that to give up work or or to send things and and take that on but I'm so glad that mm-hmm. I did mm-hmm. and it, it has really paid off in ways apart from business and it took I mean it took a year or a year and a half before we figured out how you and I working together made mm-hmm. sense yeah um, and these trips have been a big part of that so mm-hmm. yeah. um, anyways uh, do you guys remember the like the the kind of first trip after the workshop uh, the, it was glacier oh yeah mm-hmm. okay any anything stick out from that trip that you guys can think of? That was the we called it going to the sun mm-hmm. and forest the exhibition. Came yeah, yeah, yeah forest he came back. Forest Dabney Dickinson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's I mean, there's like one of the dynamics, I guess, like that idea of what you were talking about, like the hope and the goals for continuing in this career is hugely a part of like what you're doing with your gallery. Like just to make paintings, try to sell my galleries. That's cool, but you have a purpose and story behind a lot of the work that you want to show, and I think that's going to be more relevant in coming up in the art world. And then it's just more fun. Like we all get to hang out and struggle together and work on projects together, even though we're not like you know we're all painting in our own little worlds most of the time. But yeah, going up to Glacier with like some of the best painters in the United States is like a dream come true. And then be able to like just share my, like, I love Glacier Park to be able to share that place and take you guys places around and hike around. It's like, this is awesome. Yeah. And the work's secondary almost to that. Like, and I made some paintings. <laughs> but being able to have that camaraderie, it's so fun. <clears throat> I just remember that one day at Mini Glacier, painting the wildflowers. Oh, yeah. That was just that like was a special afternoon. Like, yeah. everyone's work was really great. Yeah. The light was incredible and the, the wildflowers are awesome. It wasn't really it's like one of those moments yeah. where everything was going really well. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It doesn't always go that smoothly. Yeah. I'm trying to think if we've had a very much type two fun on any of these trips. Well, we kinda did. You and you and I guess you and you two came up to where Forrest and I were up on the banks of oh. the High Line when like that storm came over. Yeah. And watching Dan like skirt through snowfields and like dress shoes was like, he's gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is it. I'm gonna watch the legend that was he's fun. <laughs> yeah, no, I thought maybe you were gonna be like super, just like this was horrible. No, but we were all like got to the car, like no, soaking. I, was, I loved like, it. I was like, that was, that was pretty close to type two fun. Yeah. I mean, nothing really bad. I you sit in a studio all day, and I'm I, I don't have a fear of dying, so, <laughs> like, stuff like that. I I'm totally, I, I mean, you know, skydiving or, or jumping off or climbing up, you know. I, I need some of that in my life. <laughs> I think when we painted in the missions and it was 10 degrees or whatever it was and we were so frozen, but we had already got too far into that painting of the Grange <laughs> that was none of me. I think, were you painting that too? Oh, yeah. I think there was us four. So me, Forrest. Oh, painting the Grain Elevator? And Dan, we all were like, we are finishing this. We couldn't even feel our fingers and just 
frigid and Ken's just in his van sleeping. <laughs> yeah. I think I was hungover. Oh, warm and toasty. <laughs> we were so cold, though. I was uh, fun looking out the window at you guys, like, watching your paper towels, like, <laughs> blow around and, like, it's like, what are they doing out there? They've been like, out there for an hour. Or a headband yeah, or something. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. That was awesome. Yeah, trying to line up those, some more of those trips where it's like, let's just go just paint. Just like, Because you, we know that you'll get some cool work from it, mm-hmm. and then that, if we go make fun adventures, like, you just keep it open, but something cool will happen. And it's fun to. Exp- I use. I mean, again, we drive through the missions all the time. Never stopped painting. Stop, yeah. Like, just hardly ever got. Really, so it's like, let's do I, this. I got so many painting. Well, not tons of paintings, but every painting that I did that trip, I just. Those are some of my favorite small landscape paintings yeah. ever. Your hay bale one. You I just the was like killer. Oh, I I could have done that for a whole like all winter. I would have loved it. Well, yeah. that, that place yep. in the spring and summers. And that was a very overcast right. trip. Right. I, I don't do well with painting overcast light. Hmm. Um, but but what? So but you like overcast light? Or well, who, or I, I'm indifferent because I don't paint yeah. landscapes apart from our trips. But those mountains were so blue oh, in yeah. that light, and then I I love gradation. Yeah. So when uh, they yeah. go up and they fade. Yeah, like they're cool. I'm getting excited now just thinking about <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah. And uh, then the other aspect of I'm sure it's beautiful in the summer, but snow for me. Oh, you, well, you know, snow, snow on them. Yeah, they've yeah. got it. But I mean, the whole landscape. Oh, yeah, yeah. Snow is appeal, appealing to me because you never California boy. <laughs> that's not what I paint. So um, I had the. I, I still look at the photo. I was looking at it the other day of I took a, an image of my studies. Mm-hmm. On his on Richie's piano, oh, yeah. and it's all this it's white and blue. In most of these studies, and I just I want all of those paintings back. Yeah, I just I love them. There's one in the show tonight, and it sold right away. Um, the road one. Yeah, yeah. yeah I and I sweet. I want all of them back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Here's your money. Yeah. Okay, so we uh, had a few. Let's let's kind of move on from reminiscing about the good old times a little bit, and, <laughs> which I love. That's a, I really like that. But we had a few questions emailed in from different people. So this is from Rebecca Finch. Just emailed this in this morning. Uh, so this is for for all of us. Can you speak about your regular routines and rituals? So, like on a day to day basis, what? What does your ritual look like for getting getting to work? Let's let's start with Ken on this. Well, I am a pretty habitual kind of person. I have so I usually start today with like pretty low grade coffee, a whole pot of it. <laughs> I try to just make and drink as much coffee as I can, and I like to try to get into the studio and like put my day together a little bit and think about like projects as I'm trying to get them done and so I can stay focused instead of like I mean I, I've been I, for a while I was doing drawings on my sketchbook right at the start of the day like just get into the creative space that helped a lot I need to go back to doing that but just uh, getting in with some intention and finding that that workflow is kind of like main start of my day that I how how often would you say uh, you're painting I mean it 
like Dan probably talked a lot about that just in regards to getting ready for the show. Like I've been getting ready for my own shows, and so what you start for a while there, it's just painting, 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 yeah. and then it'll switch now to like I'm taking images, I'm naming works, I'm trying to get photographs of them up on my website, up on social media platforms. You're emailing, dealing with framing. I've been framing for like two weeks straight now, like so. I haven't painted hardly at all, but it's just still art. How important do you guys feel it is to have like a larger uh, event or exhibition that you're working towards, um, as opposed to just sort of like painting, uh, trying to get better at, at something? What uh, can you speak to that at all? Anybody? I have to have a, a deadline. Yeah. I kind of realized this year I was talking to you about it. Like I haven't really had any very prominent deadlines this past year, and so I I will create so I'm always <laughs> just this past th four weeks I've been working so much, and I I'm always amazed by the end of it how much I can get done in a short amount of time, yeah. and I just thrive off that last minute energy but it has to be for a deadline so I did have a deadline for a show a bigger show that's happening in Great Falls and I I kind of have to have that yeah and then it makes me think about okay what can I say with this work rather than you know there's the time to study where oh yeah I'm just going to paint to try to get better and I'm painting to just paint there's not it's not going to go anywhere but um to create you know more significant meaningful work for me I have to have a deadline that that pushes me do that we were both talking about it too it's like i might not paint it no yeah i'm the same <laughs> way have it. there's no way i would produce as much as i do or be driven to improve mm -hmm. because that's always at the forefront of my thinking what how just how can i be the best version of myself in these paintings like how can i push myself to be the best that i possibly can and the other very important aspect of it is because even though we want this to be from a pure place you know art for art's sake if you want that lifestyle there is business involved you've got to you've got to consider the business part of it and um there's attention good attention reserved for an event yeah so there there's press and uh, attention that only comes by way of an event that people can get excited about and uh, an individual painting can can take you places but not quite like a body of works that people can see at once they can get a sense of who you are and uh, see a collection of, of things and there's just more people are going to get behind that so it's it's beneficial on many levels it pushes yeah. the artist it gives something like a magazine or a gallery or even a collector more incentive to promote it or to see it and it's just beneficial for many reasons so for artists out there who maybe aren't represented by a gallery are there steps that that they can take to get something on the books some sort of an event on the books do you guys have any any thoughts on do an that. art fair. Okay. Do, you know, the I, I'm constantly preaching this because people, it's wonderful that they have aspirations and they have dreams to be these big whatever it is. 
they're kind of they're they're doing not only themselves a disservice, but they're also doing the people who collect on a certain price point a disservice by waiting until they're at a certain point. Yeah. You know, like oh, I'm going after the top gallery. Well, that's wonderful. But there's a lot of places along the way where your art could be really wonderful. And there are people who want it. And there, you know, there are people that aren't going to buy a $10,000 painting, but they're going to buy a $150 painting. And so do an art fair. Uh, I used to do those. And you work up towards it the same way that you would a show. Mm -hmm. You know you have a date, you have a deadline, you have a certain number of works that you really feel that you need. It's the exact same process. Yeah. I think starting local too, like starting with the support that you have, you know, at first your aunts and uncles, yeah. I love your painting. So, yeah. you know, starting at home essentially and moving out and either an art fair or just when I started showing work, it was at school. So mm -hmm. we had first Fridays, there was a number of businesses that would, you know, put your work up for the month and I would treat it as an actual like exhibition where I would create That's a body of work. Yeah put my own show on, like get food ready. My friends would all help me and we'd have basically a party. Yeah. And actually I still love doing that way more than any other exhibiting yeah. of my work. I love that, like bring my friends into it who are incredible musicians and yeah. other painters and yeah, having a couple day party. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's really fun. Yeah. My first one was at Whole Foods. Really? <laughs> Your first exhibition? Really? Mm -hmm. Because How did it go? The local Whole Foods, um, the town, the city of Fresno does Art Hop, so it's like Art Walk, or, you yeah. know. But yeah. it's businesses, it's local businesses, yeah. and buildings and like civic buildings and all that. And Whole Foods was on How old the list. I was probably twenty-one, you know, or or something like that. I mean, I wasn't a teenager or anything, but um, yeah, That's I thought and and. Um, their Whole Foods had this space where they did like if they did any kind of a cooking class and so that was where they did Art Hop and it was up for a month and there was like a you know the first Thursday of the month would be like a evening opening kind of thing yeah. and it, you know it was relatives and but but people who were shopping would see that oh it's Art Hop and they'd go through and it was wonderful awesome. I loved it yeah we uh Ken and Nate, will you guys uh, talk a little bit about the shows that you guys have put on? I mean, I would the I was part of one of those shows that you called Young Guns, and that's kind of where we started to to take that that name from. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Will you talk about that process of of creating that show, and then what was also uh, the results of of doing something like that? How how did it go? Well, it started out as like a preview the weekend before we went to Great Falls for Western Art Week. Mm. <clears throat> so people who weren't traveling to Great Falls could see the work that we'd done. Okay. So the first year we did that, Richie, Ken, and I uh -huh. in Kalispell, and it turned out really well. There's a ton of people there that yeah. just came out of nowhere. Yeah. Like hundreds of people crazy, came yeah. by. It was just jam-packed in this ballroom that we rented. And it was it was exciting to see that there was such a a cool response to something we did ourselves. Yeah. It wasn't through a gallery, it wasn't official. Yeah. You know, we just said, hey, let's get some paintings together. These guys had their friends come play some really great live music. We brought food, just hung our paintings up, and 
it was really successful. We didn't sell a ton of stuff. Well, Richie did. <laughs> <laughs> Richie sold a ton of work. But that, I guess that wasn't maybe the, the whole point of it. Yeah. It was, it was just successful and fun. So then we did it the following year, and you came up and brought some work. And yeah. I think, um, I guess, the important thing was that we just did it. Yeah. We didn't wait for someone to put on a show for us mm-hmm. or call us and say, hey, we love your work. Can we represent you? We just... We just did a show. We found a venue that was did, affordable. And did what? What would were the? Um, how did that then play out? Uh, like what things came came about because of doing that first show? Did did anybody? Like I'm wondering, uh, was there any additional representation that happened? Any any other larger sales yeah. down the road? Um, well, it, yeah. This is something I just thought of. Um, uh, Melody and Stuart Johnson were there who owned Settlers West and are part of the Coeur d'Alene art auction. Okay. So they were there because they knew me. Yeah. Because <laughs> I built cabinets for them <laughs> okay. um, in their house in Kalispell. So they came just to check it out. And that's, I think, when they became aware of Ken's work. And he was in their miniature show this mm-hmm. year and sold both his paintings. Nice. Good. And I was invited to their summer show in May. Yeah. So I think that came about partly because they saw your work. Yeah, definitely. Three years I think ago. you also, just in the community, were taken a lot more seriously like it's like mm-hmm. one thing to say like, oh yeah i'm an artist da, 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 and like people are like oh most of the time they just don't even care that's like cool <laughs> but people are like well where you where where's your work or whatever a lot of the community came out and saw our work and saw that we take it seriously and saw that we were willing to you know invest in that and i think that helped just in general be acknowledged as an artist in the community you mentioned that you had some questions written down was it who would you kill first and why? I, re- I was just gonna say I reserve the right to refuse any question. That was the one from last night. That was the one that we were trying to watch ask you. Which one? Who would of, all of the group? Who would you kill first and why? Yeah. <laughs> I have my answer, but I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> all right, next question. Yeah, I have lots of really, really, really. Good questions here. Um, so one of the things I've thought a lot about is like dealing with professionalism and authenticity. Like we juggle with that with like just business in general. And with doing a show like this, do you feel like you're given this chance to, unlike a gallery thing where they might say, "Hey, Dan, we need more of this painting," did you have more of this creative control for your plan for Opus, or was it something that you had to deal with some of the logistics from the gallery? Does that make any sense? Yes. Uh, everyone is at a different level and different agreements with whoever you, you you choose to work with. I only work with people and groups of people who allow me the right to do what I want. So uh, none of my galleries ever ask for more of anything. Mm, that's cool. It's just they, they're they happy to get paintings. So um, I usually, I have to ask them because sometimes I want to know what what are people saying and, and mm-hmm. what are they liking as they're buying this painting or not buying that painting. I, I actually want to know, but they, I have to ask for it. Um, as far as the show goes, they approached several years ago about doing a one-person show and I agreed, so we did one a couple of years ago. And then the success of that one 
the follow-up to that was let's let's maybe do this every two years um, I don't I didn't want to do a show every year I'm not interested in that mm -hmm. it, I would I would be sent into early retirement so uh, it's just there's no way I can handle that it'd be insane yeah um, so every two years just seems to work for the both of us and uh, legacy gallery in particular uh, all of the galleries have want they would like to do a one-person show but uh, they they kind of have what I'm looking for at this point so um, you mentioned professionalism and authenticity Authenticity. Uh, what do you mean? How do those two things relate? I don't. Well, that like there's a certain element of being like a clean operating, consistent professional, and then being like the crazy artist. Uh -huh. That not that you're a crazy artist, but like the general concept of like those two kind of warring worlds of like being able to be free and paint what you want and share what you want, and obviously you have the you know awesome fortune of having a great following and collector base it probably enables that to not be the risk that other artists are like I have to keep painting this tree because that's the only tree that I've ever sold so that's what they paint but so I guess dealing with that like is that something that you actually do deal with that you just don't tell everybody about the well I'm I'm trying to understand the question correctly but the um, you'd be surprised gallery galleries are not unused to artists yeah you know because I bring that up all the time like I'm so sorry I was late or I'm so sorry like I know I'm the worst artist in the world because I I totally uh, uh, you know got the frame size wrong and this you know all this stuff and they're like Daniel this is not our first rodeo and everybody is like this where they they are used to artists they know exactly how artists minds work and that's why they're good at what they do. Totally. Because they understand it. And so I think not that we should ever let that um, keep us from striving for excellence because that should be one of our goals. Mm -hmm. And we expect we should expect that of them. They should be able to expect that of us. But at the same time, we're working on two different levels. And they are patient and kind and, and so good to, to understand those um, what what would be like idiosyncrasies of the artist's mind. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. So I wouldn't worry about it too much. Yeah. Anything else on there, buddy? There's a whole list of questions there. I want to see what those are later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because it these. sounds like they're just not appropriate for a podcast <laughs> or something. Yeah. <laughs> I think they are. Yeah. Depends the kind of podcast you're doing. <laughs> the best bad memory memory from one of our trips. Well, Tyler mentioned that a little bit, like yeah. those, well, that kind of type too, where it's I don't just like, talk about those. Uh, like, yeah, what was something horrible that happened? Remember that? Like, <laughs> one of these is when can we expect the the not a the big scandal story? <laughs> <laughs> it's coming, Kenneth. It's brewing as we speak. It was very early in the morning. I slept about three hours that night, so some of those things are probably a little delirious. Okay, here's here's one maybe that we can see where this goes. This is from Jason uh, Bowman. Or Bowman. Um, and I just realized that I need to get back to a question that he asked me while reading this email. Sorry, Jason. <laughs> um, so uh, it's just simply, 
what would you consider to be your best work habit? Um, and we've kind of talked about, you know, like how our how our days are structured and that kind of stuff, but um, I don't know. Maybe that's a good question. Yeah, maybe it's it's uh, everybody's uh, pointing at each other. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I. Uh, that's that's a tough one. That's a tough question. I don't know how to answer. It's kind of it's kind of like asking you to sort of like brag about yourself a little bit, or or um, like what's the thing that you think is unique to you that you do really well. Well, I think like a work habit. Like I make lists. If okay. we can answer this for each other, that'd be easier. So many lists that like if I didn't have a sketchbook full of lists <coughs> and like to dos and. Yeah, like I, I've started to get into a new habit of like if I'm trying to finish a painting out, like sitting there and looking at it and just writing down things that are catching my eye. So yeah. when I do get into that painting mindset, I have something to go back and say, oh, you're right, that cloud bugged me, you know, two days ago when I was looking at this. And I'm going to go soften those edges or whatever. Like without my organization skills, like I would be a crappier painter and I would not be producing consistently. Like, so my best habit is actually writing. <laughs> it's not, not. Painting at all, right? I had actually written painting, down that I wanted yeah. to ask you about your sketchbook and and like what that means to you. So, how often are you in your sketchbook? I mean, it's like the most integral. It's becoming more and more like the most. It's where like my brain actually can exist calmly, yeah, yeah. and organized. And so, my do drawings in there for my for my you know you know big studio paintings. That's been a huge change that I never did before. So doing those. Those drawings, and yeah, just the organizational aspect of remembering what I need to get done. Okay, just helped with that professionalism. Like has ever so fleeting in my life. So, yeah, it's massively important. Okay, I feel like I'm like distilling out bad habits right now. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So I feel like the the new habits have not taken become habits yet. Okay. But there are things that I I want to do okay. more. Do you feel yeah. like you've identified some things that that you know you need to cut out, and have you successfully cut some of those out, or um, or have or yeah, one one habit that I definitely have that is oftentimes detrimental, but oftentimes not. And I realized that this past week, as I was trying to build ten frames in four days from nothing. Uh, that I always, I just wait till this last minute, as I know a lot of artists do. But like I said, I do thrive in that, and I get done with four days of 16-hour days of work, and I'm on, like, I can't sleep even. I'm just like, wow! You feel good? (laughs) Oh, yeah, I feel amazing. And I know the work's good, and and I'm just excited, but I can't shut my brain off. Um, But, (laughs) yeah, as we're working, I'm getting to the end, last day of the frame, and I'm like, Ken! It's gonna happen. I'm gonna finish it. And Ken's just like, "Oh, I know." He, the last four days, he had just been watching me, just in like, "Oh my, like, what is he doing? How is he functioning? Can't believe he functions like this." And so I, I do want to curb that a little bit and maybe get a little bit, especially when you involve other people like Nate, who I'm asking <laughs> at the last minute to, "Can you mill me some wood that's straight? I need it. I actually need it tomorrow night." <laughs> and Nate's like. 
I have a family and a <laughs> job and I'm building other frames and yeah, like all these things. And I kind of want to paint. <laughs> and I kind of want to paint, but I'll do it for you. So thank you, Nate. You're welcome. So when it does involve other people, that's where I see okay, it is a little irresponsible, not respectful, and so I do want to change that. But I do love that habit in some sense. Like I do feed off of it, and I get so excited and. So you just so, gotta give okay. yourself the deadline earlier. Yeah, but I don't do that until. It, Would yeah. you guys say I? I feel like so much of the time I'm just trying to figure out what it is that I want to do next, and it takes a long time for me to clearly identify. And sometimes it's not clear until four days before. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, you know totally. what? What is it that I'm trying to do here? I mean, even like with with this particular podcast, like even it, it's taken me halfway through even Doing trying to host here. <laughs> That I'm kind of like, oh, okay, now I understand what's right. what we're mm-hmm. trying to get at here. Yeah. Um, and, and what I really loved about when we went to Italy was I loved that trip because I knew exactly what I was trying to do that mm-hmm. whole time. Yeah. Um, but it's it's like the months that go by. It, it's it's so I really like having a project that I have clearly identified that I'm working towards. Like when I when I moved into the gallery, probably like I'm the happiest uh, when like when I was sanding all the floors and painting the walls and like once you've identified that it's not a matter of of uh, like happened. thinking anymore. It's a, and 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 stressing out about what are you going to do. It's just a matter of doing. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that's the that's kind of the work that we all have to do is like figuring out what it is that we should do. It's kind of an emotional labor mm-hmm. for a long time. Yeah. Having to create something. I, <coughs> I, uh, people who aren't artists, and they, they may work really hard, um, I, I'm constantly trying to describe to family members or, or just different people um, that, okay, you go to your job. Some, you have an assignment. You have a position someone is telling you to do this or, or whatever and you you work really hard at that i said but imagine you for your job you don't it's not just you selling a product or having all of this material you are create you are coming up with the idea then you have to make it then you have to market that and you know make this whole cycle work over and over and over again. So to me, the most difficult part of that is the idea part, mm-hmm. the, the creative part, like right. coming up with that takes the longest for me. It's kind of like how I've heard you say, when you set up a still life, uh, once it's set up, it's kind of like a relief the, mm-hmm. do it, the creating of the painting itself, right. putting paint on canvas, isn't really even the creative part of it. Right. Uh, the, how you put that paint on becomes right. a creative right. act. But really, the the creativity is in, is this a good idea? And I've noticed for me lately, and this is a, a bad this is a bad thing. Um, it takes me so long to make myself set up the mm-hmm. painting. Like I will wait and wait and procrastinate and well, no, like the painting part is the like he's saying like I know how to paint it, but the creative part I like it like sometimes I'll wait the whole day goes by it's like (laughs) nine o'clock oh 
I gotta set this up. And so yeah. I start that process, but I, it, I, I'm, I've been bad at making myself do that. One of the, I was gonna say the work, like the good work habits to counter that um, is what I do sometimes that I consider a, one of my better work habits um, is I reward myself. Okay. So if there's something that I know I want to do, like I wanna go to the coffee shop, or I want to, you know, just do something else besides painting, I, I'll say, okay, do this first, and then you can go. <laughs> yeah. As soon as you do this, yeah. you can go to the coffee shop. Oh. Do you have a so, sticker chart? What? Do you have a sticker, a sticker chart? I give myself a star. <laughs> no, and it, the thing of it is, is it doesn't matter how good or bad a job I do. Yeah, like, that's irrelevant. Do. But if I do this, and the sooner I get it done, the sooner I can go, I will release myself to go do whatever it is that I'm wanting to do. Yeah. Just like being like parenting yourself, you know? And mm -hmm. I noticed that I feel really good. I, like I, there's no guilt now in going to do that. I, it's totally guiltless. I feel good because I did what I was supposed to first and now I'm rewarding myself and it's all the better. Like the whole experience is better. Um, and I noticed it, <laughs> it really works uh, for me anyway. You have to juggle like Ten thousand. What is what is going through <laughs> your habitual mind? I want to know. You're well, superhuman. I guess I'm sort of unique in this group, considering. Well, I guess Tyler, you're kind of a little bit in the same boat because you're yeah. managing the gallery and doing all that and painting. So I have a full time job, building custom cabinets, and trying to paint, and also building frames, and and raising a family, and building treehouse, <laughs> <laughs> running for senate. Yeah. 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 Maybe yeah. <laughs> so I spend a lot of time thinking about painting, which I think is good and bad. Uh -huh. But I think the positive part is you you kind of like, it's like a thought experiment, sort of like, what if I painted this? And you just think about that for a while, and you don't actually paint it because you don't have time <laughs> <laughs> yet. Yeah. But I spend a lot of time thinking about if you did ideas time. about painting and like, what is a painting? You know, oh, why... Okay. Why am I painting landscapes? Right. That's kind of silly sometimes, you know. So you think about some of the bigger concepts. Yeah. And I think that's been really helpful the last couple of years. And so you think about it, you do a little sketch, like, I think this would work. Then you think about it some more. Yeah. And we'll be finishing up a job in a few weeks, and then I'll have a break to paint. So I've got all this pent-up energy and stored-up ideas, and I think yeah. it's going to be really good. There, which reminds me of your little sketchbook you're showing. Oh yeah, on the plane to look at yesterday. Yeah, there's. I want to go through that. And there's a few in there okay. that I was like, Nate has to paint this. <laughs> and it's just full of you know little tiny square two by two inch square paintings and oh, nice. drawings, sketches for yeah, little sketches for paintings. But there's there's, yeah. I think the trap that a lot of full time artists fall into is that you're just so busy that you're just cranking out work and sometimes you don't have time to pause and ask why am I doing this you know why am I painting this why am I using these colors yeah and so I'm kind of forced just I ask why you use those colors too all the time <laughs> yeah. like why is he why using why is colors? he using so much blue why is he using so much green can't but be sometimes <laughs> sometimes when you step back from something or you're forced to step back it makes you think about things a little longer yeah and for me, a big thing is editing ideas before you paint them. Because mm -hmm. 
until recently, it's just like, well, I'm, I like that pretty well. I'll just paint it and see how it goes. And recently, I've been like, well, why don't I come up with some ideas and then kind of mentally edit the ideas before you spend all the time painting them? Yeah. Like, think about them a little longer. And like, that's a bad idea. If only you had heard that in a workshop <laughs> somewhere. Okay. Hmm. Uh, okay, this that makes me think of like... Uh, When's the last time you guys saw uh, saw a different artist from anybody here saw artwork that really moved you? Go ahead, Dan. Well, or just the other day, seeing David Grossman's work. You mean uh, other oh, people, right? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. yeah. Um, I can't stop thinking about you that. See who was that, that again? David Grossman. Okay. I can't stop thinking about this painting it was very vertical of the Grand Canyon which is normally very horizontal you know and uh, like if I I was thinking okay if this painting in my show sells I'm gonna go right over to Altamira Gallery and like I want that painting it's mine it just it was I think it was so beautiful and so well done and and it's it's funny because it's exactly how I wouldn't paint that you know there's something about uh, you run into this like judging uh, uh, during a a show or a competition people will find out who the judge is and they'll want to paint something that they think the judge will like Uh and so often I like what I don't do yeah I like my work I'm not saying that I don't I, I do like my work and I'm painting exactly how I want to but in other people I don't want to see me, I want to see them. Right. And so I'm so attracted to people who are doing things that I would never do. And that I, I know I like a painting when I keep thinking about it. Like when, when I don't have to make myself remember it, but I'm like, oh, it just pops up. Mm-hmm. And it makes, it makes me want to go paint, even if I'm not going to paint that way. But um, so that was the last time. That was just a few days ago. Tyler and I were walking around Scottsdale, going into all the galleries. Mm-hmm. Richie, last last time uh, you kind of had a jaw drop moment. Yeah. I, so being in Montana, there's few opportunities to see it in person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot of times, so my most recent, I am so upset I don't get to go to the show, but uh, Forrest's work mm. lately, I'm just like, when he did the Christmas show, and he just did this edge, cliff edge going into water, and it, I was just like, I still can't stop thinking about it, yeah. Yeah. And it was, I just saw the image of it. Yeah. So I I want to go see his paintings that Ken and him are going to be showing at Meyer Gallery in, at the end of March, and I, I want to see them in person, but just the images at least already, that says a lot, if a small little iPhone screen image can do that, so yeah, yeah. Forrest, way to go. Forrest Dickinson, for anybody out there that that is unfamiliar with him, really great young painter from Idaho, and oftentimes is part of these trips that we do. Uh, Ken, anybody come to mind that you're really inspired by? Well, I mean, it's cool being able to share a studio with Richie. It's like getting to like get normal like preview of stuff. He tackled like the biggest canvas. He, I mean, that's the biggest one you've ever painted. Oh, yeah. So like watching him like What's do it, that. What size is it? It is four, 
feet tall by five and a half feet wide. Nice. Yeah, it's, yeah monster. And it was cool to like watch him like, like I'm starting it, and then having it just go all the way through was like, oh, that's like way to go, man. Like just did. It. I I take forever on stuff, and I'll like leave it and go back and leave it and go back and like so to see that kind of artistic like. Like he just went right after it, and that was cool. That was yeah. like oh. inspiring to like. Thank you. Just see him knock it out. Yeah, and and also take it from all the stages. Like you'd done the study, then another painting, and then a bigger one to see. That's actually like something that you've helped me with my own work. Like seeing through ideas, what you're talking about is trying to like actually think about what you're doing instead of just like oh, I'm gonna make a painting. With like the plain air mentality, it's like oh yeah, I'm just gonna make a painting of this because it's right here. And it's beautiful mm-hmm. to me, mm-hmm. and that's cool. But that's not really art. Yeah, it's creative, it's craft, but it's like to make something. Just offended the whole planet. <laughs> <laughs> you guys. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, there's <laughs> what you're doing is not really art. It's not you know. innately. <laughs> it's not. Right, I'm not even gonna say anything. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I've gone and bought the my belly. It just got quiet in here. <laughs> it's. Yeah, maybe that was too... It's not like... When you look at what can go into something with all of the thought and planning and attempts and failed attempts and read, like, there's that process of doing, being creative that's like, wow, that's that's special. And that's something that a lot of my work's just like, oh, I'll just paint it. So it's cool to see, like, Richie walk that out and see you work it out and, you know, that little book of sketches you have is just like, dang. Like, and I think for you, like, I'm excited to see all these works together at Opus tonight because I'll be able to get, because I've, I've only kind of seen single paintings here and there, so it's going to be really fun to see mm-hmm. a whole lineage of stuff that you've made in the last year that's, mm-hmm. that's to I, me, it's so enlightening what their mind is really doing. So, I, I am most excited of all the people that will see the paintings, I'm most excited for you guys to see them. Like, that, like, if, if no one came to the show, <laughs> I don't care. I I mostly want to show you guys. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yes, that's so cool to be able to share those experiences with other artists that you admire. That's going to be cool. I can't wait. Yeah. Anybody for you, Nate? Well, we're sort of in the same boat as far as seeing art in person versus digitally. Yeah. But uh, we were in... Josh Elliott's studio a couple years ago and just (laughs) that guy is crazy just the amount of work that he does there are paintings just everywhere completed near completed as I'm whacking Dan in the face and it was super inspiring yeah just to see the productivity and the high level of work kind of at the same time and this was like oh I'll destroy I mean I won't paint all these finished it's like you kidding me like like it's like he was just getting a show together and just blasting everything yeah, getting canvases filled with paint, filled with ideas, and then yeah. leaving them all in a big circle in a studio to decide which ones he's actually gonna. That kind of editing you're talking about. That's yeah. cool. If you're really gonna do a good job. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, there were dozens of paintings mm-hmm. that were all incredible. <clears throat> yeah, like if, and he's like, oh, I don't like that one at all. It's like <laughs> yeah. if I could make that corner of the painting. Then... <laughs> I get, I get it. Yeah. So I, I love Josh's work, and I feel like, well, he's always been good, but recently. Yeah. Just keeps getting better and better. Yeah. And he's doing landscapes, so it's something that's similar to what I do. Uh-huh. And uh, I just really appreciate his work ethic and the quality. Yeah. 
Something to have in those kids that need food and stuff, you know? <laughs> it's a real motivator. Yeah. What about you, Tyler? Uh, the, the time that comes to mind for me is when I, I went to a, uh, a show, a solo exhibition of T. Allen Lawson's down in uh, Cody, Wyoming at Sue Simpson, mm. Gal- or it's uh, Simpson Gallagher Gallery. Walking in there, seeing... I think it was like 25 works. Uh, but he also made most of the frames oh, yeah. himself. That's and awesome. they were all uh, they, they were all different from mm-hmm. each other. Was really impressive. I mean, so uh, that was that was probably the time that sticks out the most for me. That gallery space is yeah, it's really a very nice gallery. gallery. Yeah. We, we went there, right? Yeah. yeah. The light... <coughs> I think there's a sky. Is there a skylight in the middle there? There's that, two. I think there's two skylights. skylights yeah. yeah. Um, that makes me think of I. I do have like some. It seems like around the gallery, there's a lot of artists who are. And and maybe this gets back to what we were kind of talking about earlier, but it seems like there's a lot of artists out there who are like doodling, filling in sketchbooks, which we're talking about is good but i think that there's oftentimes we're not thinking through far enough how will this effort show up in in a way that somebody could actually buy it if you're wanting to be a a professional artist i think there's a lot of a lot of painters out there who are a lot of uh people who would like to get into the creative or get into uh being an artist full-time who are doing a lot of work in sketchbooks and stuff, but they're, it's like they're not taking that last initial or that last uh, step that it that's required in order to um, make money at what at last this step? Thing. What, what are you saying is the Fra- last step? Framing it. Oh, um, yeah. finding a space like to show it. Making like, it. Not a thinking, professional kind of. And they're not thinking about about how it will be presented in the end before they even start mm-hmm. with their work. I, I would say that you need experience to, you have to just somehow do it to understand what works and what doesn't, mm-hmm. and to know that you can push to a point to show it to somebody in some capacity, but yeah. and you just learn how you function best in that. Just do it. Yeah. Try it. Fail. I think that, yeah, like the idea of, I've heard this by so many people of actors and musicians and artists, like the thought of failing is terrifying to everybody at some point but it is the way that you grow yeah and you you almost can kind of look forward to it or not be terrified by it anymore anybody else got any last thoughts I was going to bug Dan more about just the opus because I know you love talking about opus and more let's say opus a couple more times (laughs) Well, just that, like for me, like I of doing my list, like kind of like, all right, we need six paintings by this date, da 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 da. Like the the deadlines are there, and mm-hmm. you already lamented some of this, like just lollygagging all day to get the still life set up. But for you, once the still life is set up, I'm guessing it's very like go time, like the flowers. I, well, I did die. more than still life. I mean, it was the same. Yeah, and you had four. Well, I've had models pieces. and children, and you know all of these <laughs> elements you into these paintings. I've not had children. But kidnap them right absconded <laughs> with children but well like so process wise like you know 
did you think of each painting as it was coming along? Did you have an idea two years ago that was like, I need to have this type of painting done. I'm going to work on that first or, you know, process wise. I'm curious as an artist, like what was that like juggling all of these obligations? Each time is a little different. So this time was unique in that it was a show amidst what seemed like so many other things going on in my life and uh, good and bad and just all of this stuff. And so you think, oh, I've got two years between now and the next show. So I'm just going to plan all, all of this stuff. And it, it that didn't happen. What did happen is it came down to, I had two paintings early on, like maybe a year in advance. Everything else was like three months ago. <laughs> wow. So you just, I had the smallest window of time that I could possibly <laughs> have. So it was not a matter of planning how the show would look together. It was a matter of creating enough work that I could select from whatever I created to curate mm -hmm. a show. So ideally, what, what you would want is to have more paintings than you actually need. That way you can then choose the best from that. Yeah. Um, I was fortunate in that I didn't have any, any paintings that really bombed that I thought, ah, there's a waste, you know, I can't put that in the, in the show. Um, but it was, it was nerve wracking. And, yeah. and so I don't recommend doing that. <laughs> um, if you know you're going to do a show, maybe don't schedule a bunch of other things and, and try to, to not, you know, just simplify life as, as best you can. That way you can devote as much to creating as, as possible. Do you get to a point, like, in that, let's say that last kind of three-month push, do you get to a point where you've done a few paintings and that pressure kind of relieves you, like, all right, like, I... I no. No, it's just kind of... No, way to the end most of, of the time I'm, <gasps> I'm thinking, this is not going to work. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, the, whole, the whole time I was, I, was, um, I was processing, okay, how am I going to tell the gallery that I can't do this? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Like, what words am I going to use? <laughs> Literally, what words? So, you know, how will I fake my death? <laughs> yeah. It's, but you know what? I don't, re oh, it, it's so fun. Yeah. That's the, that's, it'd be so boring if it all worked out. Or if it all just went so smoothly. Right. It'd be so boring. It, this, this is so much fun. Um, I don't, I look back on it so satisfied yeah. and uh, there, there are lessons to be learned there are things that you want to do differently and things that like okay don't do that again <laughs> or, or do this a little differently um, but you have to take those risks one of the biggest risks in, the, in taking this or, or in doing some of these pieces um, people are people want flowers. They want they want to see what they've seen from you and all of this. Uh, I have five, five or six paintings that are strictly people, you know, human element, and so that's a big risk to mm -hmm. put that in a show and not count on those to necessarily sell. And what's the world gonna think? I mean, that I was so nervous about putting those things out there mm -hmm. because. Many of my friends are portrait painters and figurative painters and really serious about it. They know all about anatomy and, and I'm putting out these little things and like, oh, I'm still nervous about it. But 
I got a call. I can say this now because yeah. it's Thursday. I, I got a call um, a few days ago that one of my figurative pieces uh, is a finalist in the Portrait Society. And out of thousands of entries, they they select you know twenty or whatever it is, and then we're eligible for these prizes. And I'm like, but I'm a flower painter, you know. <laughs> and uh, I'm questioning the people calling me, like, are you sure? Uh, <laughs> like, that's what you want? Um, so it's just, but if you don't take those risks, it's just, it's not as satisfying. It's not as fun. It's not as much an adventure, and there has to be some kind of risk involved. Congratulations on yeah. that. Thanks. Yeah, that's stellar. Um, and and so I was just thinking too that maybe we could talk about some things that are coming up. That being one of them, um, and I I just wanted to kind of go around and see what each person here is excited for in the future. So Ken, you have uh, your show at Meyer Gallery mm -hmm. with Forrest. Uh, what's the date on that? It's March 30th, and I believe the other, I'm trying her last name, Abigail, there's another painter there that I actually never met her. That's kind of why I don't have any direct correlation with her yet, and I'm excited yeah. to meet her. She does really intricate still life. Like, like I wouldn't say, they're not like a composed picture, but like she was really hyper-focused on one thing from the work I've seen, so that'll be cool to meet her. And, Cool. Uh, see what's going on but yeah it's a group show thing that that's my what has been the last four or five months getting together was that and most because I didn't know two years in advance I'd love to have a two year in advance but it seems like everybody's like oh hey in June Montana Gallery wants a painting like, <laughs> like <laughs> it's May 30th <laughs> <laughs> like those kind of like I, I, I really thrive under those organizational things and like I like you should see my calendar app like it is it's like almost every hour of a day is is Noted. chunked out for things like <laughs> yeah. I love to have advanced calendar at all oh man it's yeah Google calendars is like changed my life yeah. sketchbooks and Google calendar like That's so good. just put in this calendar change water and fish tank oh my and god and then put it in blue <laughs> oh man so like I was just like freak That's you are so fish good. are they need that the I don't know yes yeah, so for me like looking past the, the Meyer gallery show is kind of a, a dead zone Sort of perfect, like yeah. No, it's good because it's kind of that. I won't start the anxiety. Like I need something to paint for. Like the deadline yeah. thing structures my work habits. So when I get a deadline, you're like okay, sweet. That means two weeks before that, I want to have it framed and ready so I can have time for shipping and <coughs> like any type of like the photography guy that we have can take really high resolution, print worthy photographs, which is cool to think down the road. But that means I have to give him like a month's notice. So all that stuff is like if I want to really do the best work I can do. I have to do that structure. That wasn't the question you were asking earlier. Anyway, I'm excited to find some new no, things. I like, that. like the summertime, I'm actually excited to not be in the studio for a while. Yeah, like I've been in the studio all winter and being able to get out and do plain air painting again, as much as I was dissing on it earlier, it's like so vital to me growing. <laughs> like I, well, I actually talked a little bit to Josh Elliott about this where he's like, your plain air is like this approach that you use to grow and observe and develop all of the language you have basically and then mm -hmm. you make poetry like you go out and you go into your studio then and synthesize all of this like super hard brain power into this new thing like that's it's a, the fun part about being a landscape painter to me now but I'm ready to go out into the land again and like 
Plain air. And <laughs> We're going to release you into the wild. Into the land. Out of my cage. Yeah, yeah. Scouring the... Yeah, so it's going to be... I'm, I'm excited to go out and play an airplane again and be... Re- refill your tank. Yeah, yeah, and hopefully get out and if we can get another painting thing together this summer to go mm-hmm. out into yes. Montana or somewhere yes. to... to. Pete wants us to come to uh, Dillon, out, out by Dillon, Montana. Dillon's beautiful. Yeah. Especially in that time of the year. Oh. Early summer or spring summer. I don't even know exactly what that is in my mind. Well, I'll try to I'll try to find some dates for you guys so you can put it on your calendar. <laughs> right there by that fish tank, rescheduled every two weeks. I put everything down like yeah. shower, eat breakfast, like <laughs> a little fifteen minute. Yeah, no, I. <laughs> if I could, uh, I mean, if yeah, I was like gonna lay around the pool all day. Yeah. Or you get in places like this, where like I don't know what's gonna happen. Like, yeah. and a part of me get gotten so, like, consistent with the scheduling that's like, huh, like I don't want to go on vacation if I can't tell myself what I'm doing all the time beforehand. So I like it's like the OCD's like getting yeah. ramped up, and I gotta like turn it down a little bit, Just turn down the OCD so I can go with the flow. Nate, what do you have coming up that you're looking forward to? I'm looking forward to um, doing a, my own one-man show maybe next year. Okay. Um, so I have a whole bunch of painting ideas that have been brewing in my mind. It's just going to be stuff that I really want to paint, and I don't care who comes. I'm just going to do it and try to make it awesome, do some a couple really large format landscape paintings, and just see what happens. Print yeah. a nice catalog. Yeah. Just nice. try to bring everything to a level of excellence and then just see what happens. Yeah. So, give myself, you know, I was going to try to do it this summer and it just didn't, it was too short. So, it's harder to plan things out that far, like a whole year, year and a half. But I think to do something kind of that scale, that's what you need, especially when you're working mm-hmm. on other things. So that's kind of my, my you, main driving force you, artistically. I would say... Uh, you guys feel free to uh, jump in and disagree with me, but I would almost encourage you to, like, at some point, try to set aside a week to start this so that you mm. get a solid block right. of time. Because if you're just kind of doing it here and there, it's like you kind of need like four or five days to even start to figure out what the thing is even about. Oh, mm-hmm. absolutely. Uh, of just, you know, grinding it out. Mm-hmm. I agree. Uh, so I hope you do Yeah, that. I have some time. As soon as this job's over, nice. this cabinet job that we're working on, Yeah, it's going to be hopefully at least a few weeks where I can just Sweet. block in a bunch of paintings and mm-hmm. kind of see where I am. But I'm really excited about that. Yeah. It's nice to have something that's totally your own vision that you're in charge of. Yeah. Yeah. How about for you, Dan? You've... What's, what's after Opus? I'm done. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Quitting. I, hopefully nothing, but a lot of things. So. You, well, I do know that you have quite a few things already yeah. on the books. Yeah, and not one of them is vacation. <laughs> but uh, it, is, um, I is have, any one of them exciting? Sure, yeah, they're all exciting. But um, So I have Portrait Society next month, uh-huh. which I was already going to anyway, and I'm presenting and doing all of that kind of stuff. And then... Um, 
Uh, well, I've got like workshops and um, uh, Italy and, uh, but I probably most like the summer trip. That really sounds amazing. It's <laughs> so funny. Yeah. And Italy and like, and Italy? Like, you know, <laughs> again? <laughs> to go again? to Italy and teach people again? Because you, you're doing a workshop in Italy. Yeah, uh, I'm excited about that. It's, uh, <laughs> it's an indoor <laughs> workshop. Um, so the Florence Studio, I think is what it's called, they wanted someone to come in and do a flower painting workshop. And you're the so guy. I'm like, yeah, sure, I'll do that. Yeah. Why not? Nice. And so um, Richie will be there and we'll... we'll do that and hopefully get a little bit of painting in and um, I'm trying to talk Tyler into going and we'll see but yeah other than that um, it's funny because I'm I guess what I'm most excited about is painting uh-huh. Like walking around the galleries and, and doing oh, all nice. of that. I, I am so upset that we're not painting right now. <laughs> and that's so weird because I'm so tired of painting. It, it, it's just this strange thing. I, I like, oh, i got to go paint. Yeah, it's yeah. funny. Okay. So we know what you'll be doing next week. Uh-huh. Sweet. Yeah. Well, I've, uh, I, I've got a lot of obligations for painting, too. I mean, I've got a whole thing, a bunch of things lined up. So who knows? I'm going to lay by the pool. That's what I'm looking forward to. I'm going to lay by the pool today and tomorrow, and I'm going to ignore all these texts that I've been getting since we've had this podcast about where are you and come to the gallery and do all this. And I'm going to lay by the pool. Uh, yeah. Perfect. Richie? So, uh, I well, next week we're going to go to Great Falls, which is kind of the oh, yeah, big show that, that we got kind of happening right in the near future for the Western Art Week and it'll be fun to not have an actual room where you have to sit there for five days around your own work so we'll just go for a couple days um, because the work will be in a gallery room with frame of reference fine art and uh, so that'll be fun to show the new work that I've been um, working on all winter and um, then the rest of March I'm going to ski every day. <laughs> I'm, I love spring skiing when it turns to slush. Oh, it's so fun. But we've had so much powder all year. So skiing will happen until the beginning of April. And then I basically have April to work on stuff for galleries for the summertime. Because I'm going to leave in May to go right. to Italy with Dan. And I'll be gone for maybe two months. My plan is to come back at the end of uh June, because I, I do love being in Montana for the summer. There's really no other place in the world that I want to be. Um, so I'll be in in Europe and go to Italy and then to France and then to England. Um, and I get to help Michelle Dunaway with her workshop in England at the end of it. So kind of a workshop sandwich. Yeah. And for me, for me, it's like it's really significant to get to go to go back again because it's a uh, Going to Europe is something that I I'm, I want to make happen regularly and actually part of the year get to, to live there. So yeah. it's becoming more and more of a regular thing and making more connections over there. And and I, I absolutely love it. So I'm very excited for that. And then for summer, it's just pretty much amazing, a lot of amazing things to look forward to. 
Like, I know you just said like ten things that I'm just like, oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know. People listening to this are just gonna be like, what the? Who are <laughs> these people? <laughs> I'm doing nothing. My life is being is so hard. <laughs> Oh, I want to do something really adventurous. Like, we should go, like, to Asia or Africa. I would or do that, but I'm not doing it by myself. No, I that's what I mean. Like this, like where we're all just being kooks together. Yeah, we all get kook slammed at the same time. <laughs> that's what I want. That'd be great. We were supposed to go to Hawaii, and that did not fall through. Let's not yeah, talk about or it did that. fall through. Yeah, let's not talk about any. What uh, you have? Did you say yeah, what you're looking for? Um, so I, I kind of have this new idea that I'm uh, springing on everybody, um, and I haven't uh, told most of the people who it, it will involve yet. So um, I'll just kind of like, like the day before let people know. Um, I, I guess I'm excited to, in the next uh, month or two, uh, I'd like to travel around and try to stay with everybody that has... Uh, been a part of the gallery over the past five years and do short 20 to 30 minute long uh, videos about uh, just kind of catching up and, and, and highlighting and showing uh, the story of, of each of these artists and then at the end um, put together a show we'd call it like the five year anniversary show for Montana Gallery and so I'd have paintings from all these people that I've gone and visited and made little short videos about. And, and it would be a great way to also continue with this podcast and try to, try to on a more consistent basis, put something out there. Um, so I'm excited to just create a bunch of content in the next couple months and get out of the gallery and go see a lot of different parts of the, of the country. And then after that, Dan and I, uh, this October, are going to do a two-person show in the gallery. So, yeah, I'm excited I'll, for that. I'll start uh, thinking about the, the kinds of <laughs> yeah the kinds of paintings that we want to have uh, on the wall for that. I'm hoping while I'm out visiting everybody that I get a lot of plein air painting done myself and uh, get a lot of ideas for uh, stuff for my own paintings for the five-year show, but also for the the show in October. so And possibly go to Europe with, with these guys. We'll, we'll see. <laughs> you only need a week in, in advance. You got your passport already. Yeah. Just fly standby all the way there. <laughs> It'll take four days. Yeah. yeah. Probably. He's ready for a barbecue. Ready for an old-fashioned ready for salmon. Ooh, ooh. Right? Okay. Uh, yeah, let's let's call that good. Okay. Thanks there's, good. One, there's one question. You, it's not okay. the answer right now, but I just want to throw that out there. It's kind of something to ruminate on, but I would be interested to know from each one of you, what, what does painting particularly, like it might be part of the process as you work on this or that, but what does, and if, if it does, what does it teach you? That, why that's the thing that makes like you start like why do you paint landscape painting it's like like I think they're beautiful and it gives me the chance like I don't know if I have like any of these like deep things about me that I'm growing through or something like that but it's like I get to just 
enjoy beauty and try to like look at it and understand it and communicate it and doing that as a process goes beyond like I'm actually like doing brush works and all that stuff but like just that whole process of like look at this world how awesome is it how beautiful is it to be flying in to the desert and looking around and being like there's so much beautiful awesome stuff in these different areas like I get to use my life to search out beauty and like try to understand it better it's like that's the coolest thing ever so I grow in that way of just like being in a place of thankfulness and a place of like appreciation like that's that's why I paint more that's why yeah it's not the other stuff that's my good answer or that's a beautiful answer, answer. <laughs> pretty good answer I'll <laughs> go <laughs> uh, okay, sure I think sometimes when you're so involved in a world or a sphere like art like sometimes you lose sight of the end goal because you're so you're so involved with all the technical aspects and Why the are you looking at me? Well, I'm just because you're to my left. I just... You just always... <laughs> you know, things become normal. But I think, for me, it's remembering what it's like to stand in front of a really great painting and be moved, like, emotionally by it. And there's, some, there's something... It's weird to, like, stand in front of a two-dimensional object and be moved by it you know like that's Mm -hmm. it doesn't necessarily make sense but I think that's why we're artists because we've been moved by painting and we want to move people with the painting yeah Mm. it's simple but it's easy to forget when you're thinking about the technical aspects and value drawing value drawing color composition Mm. you know Yeah. yeah those things all work together to move somebody and it's a medium that I think can't be replaced by other things, by video or sculpture. It's there's something really weird that happens when you look at a really good painting. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. It can't be explained necessarily. But I think that's why I do it. Um, for me so when I was a little boy, all of the things that I loved were um they weren't cool and so I was um, kind of uh, ridiculed for all of that so um, and had uh, like I was terribly introverted and shy and and I couldn't speak to people and I couldn't say anything um, except to the people that I lived with and so uh, painting truly is a a language Um, it's it's how I I would love to go back and uh, you know you want to tell yourself things yeah um, because I'm painting those very things that I loved mm. and everybody else loves them too you know what I mean though they they like my paintings oh yeah and so um, I am now an I consider myself an extrovert because I use this language to express how I feel about something, and it only now it's 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 praised, you know, or it's it's respected, um, and I think that's kind of a cool, like that's what that's something I, I you know um, I think I've learned through painting. 
how to speak. Well, do you have one to cheat? No, that's just my question. Oh. My question is, what's on your hand? That, is that from the from, it's from the paint? Actually, it, oh. was, it was a like a circle, and it looked like this really weird mole or something. <laughs> it's dark paint on my hand, and I was like, I saw it in the mirror. I was like, oh, crap! But I realized it's been scratching. It this is from the last four days of framing. <laughs> it's mold. I'm like really hungry. Really? Oh, I still feel so full. But let's go. The end. Amen. Perfect. <laughs> Thanks, Nate. I feel like we should oh, say a prayer now. Oh yeah. Amen. Can you, can you end it with the robot voice a little bit? Thanks for listening. Oh, will you also? Uh, okay, so you we have we have to a the Montana Gallery podcast for five uh, percent off. For five percent off. Any. Thing on the website. Anything on the website. Use coupon code. Use coupon code. Podcast. Podcast. Uh, upper or lowercase, however you want to spell it out, will work. Upper or lowercase, <laughs> however you want to spell it out, will work. <laughs> Thanks again for listening. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you. The stars. It's <laughs> <laughs> all like tricked you with the security system. And you're like, it's <laughs> never told me that before. <laughs> that was the highlight of my robots. Did that happen? But yeah, we were like leaving, like leaving the gallery, and I had said like the security system's online, and because you had just I, gotten I that, out because you really yeah. thought it was like. <laughs> Yeah, his voice was so convincing in the gallery. Oh my god. What the heck was that? (laughs) Was it the first time we ever We were kind of in a group of people. Yeah, yeah, you thought this thing had really said that. (laughs) Did you have to run the legs right now? No.